you said you'd come. Lawrence, hope you're not too late. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Hello, good evening, and welcome to episode number 51 of the Wulong Talks podcast. Hi, my name is Jason. I'm the host of the show, as you know by now. And uh, we hope you're all doing well. Um, as usual, we've got the crew with me today. I've got the, the, the full gang in the house. So, first of all, let me introduce uh, Big A, the man geek. Big A, say what's up? What's up, people? And we've got the wrestling kid, Rich Kid, in the house as well. Rich Kid, say what's up, man? What's happening, people? Everyone good? Cool, cool. Yeah, I'm all good. Well, listeners, thank you for tuning in. Um, I know it's been a little while since we've been able to drop this episode, but we've all been busy, unfortunately. Um, as I said, sometimes adult intakes over the fun stuff and you kind of have to put the adult in into priority. But that doesn't mean we ain't been doing things in between times that we can't talk to you about. So, boys, what have you been up to? Have you been checking out any movies, TV shows, etc., etc.? played any games, anything like that since we last recorded? Um, Alvin, you can go first. Oh shit! Um, God, why is it always so hard to remember? Oh, I've been catching up on humans, um, and I had a fight. It was kind of a shit fight <laughs> because <laughs> two robots fighting. But it's just like you know when you see a fight on TV, mm. too many cuts, man. You know what yeah. I mean? And you know, yeah. rehearse that shit on the day. No disrespect to them, but you know what I mean. In the UK, we need to step it up when it comes to fight scenes mm. on TV mm. because. We, we don't we don't pay enough attention, man. Just just watch a bit of Jackie Chan and you know to do those long takes, innit? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like long shots and do long takes. Mm. It's not that hard. I'm putting putting the putting the groundwork, mm. you know what I'm saying? But um other than that, uh just yeah, just being on comic books like Black Panther's tight at the moment. It's probably one of the best Marvel titles that there is currently. Uh they're on the second issue, so you can pick that up. Tanahisi Coates, uh, and Daniel Lacuna on the art. And and yeah, man, it's so much better. Less is more. This this is giving me more. There's less words than in the previous run, but it's giving me so much more content and so much more to get hyped about that I'm happy that this is one of the best Marvel books at the moment. And you know, I hope people have seen the movie. Go out and buy it. Probably won't because comics is niche. Let's not let's not let's not pretend it isn't. But but yeah, that's what I've been doing at the moment. Cool, cool. Well, I mean, they'll be hoping that even if like one percent of the movie audience goes to, yeah. to pick up a book then you know that's one percent extra than they had before so yeah i mean no, I, I imagine they'll be happy with whatever happens really um richie how about you man oh oh sorry it's a bit late man <laughs> me mid, <laughs> mid bloody yawns oh. yeah, rich, rich reviews yeah. the professional ladies and gentlemen yeah 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 so, sorry no, i don't know alvin was talking and then you know i just everything just went blank <laughs> just like, yeah. um yeah I would. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I, I think I just just reading some comic books and uh, trying to catch up on Luke Cage. Uh, like I've said before, and I've, I'm sure I've mentioned this on the podcast before as well, is that I'm trying not to binge watch shows because I really want to enjoy them. Um, yeah, so with the whole Luke Cage thing, I think I'm on episode eight now, and um, oh yeah, I'm I'm just really enjoying it. 
Um, so I mean, obviously, I should be finishing it by the end of this week, and I'm sure one of the shows will be will be dedicated to um to Harlem's finest. Um, yeah. So there's, there's that. Obviously, just been reading, you know, reading up some comics. I haven't been to pick up this week's um stash, but uh, but yeah, I have to agree with Arvin. Like Black Panther is definitely definitely up there with, um for one of the best comics out there right now. Um, although I did mention to Jay today when we was on the way back is that. Coates says run on this is really really good, but this but I just had to sit down and think back. This is the same thing that I said about Coates's run on the last Black Panther, whereas it was like the first I think five to six issues were really good. Do you remember Alvin? And then it got to like mm. let's say maybe issue yeah, seven, we were like yeah we were like hey what's going on? <laughs> like this is yeah, whack yeah, man. Yeah. It happened. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I mean like right now as much as I am loving it, it is early days once again. But um, but but I mean, Marvel are really looking to try and pull out the stops in regards to their comic books. They're like pulling out some big name, some big name writers and big name artists uh, to try and change some flagship, but to try and change some titles which are only uh, only have like a big following in the movies. But they're also trying to change like the comic book titles of them into, into like A list um, titles. So uh, yeah, yeah, good, you're good on them. So that's yeah, that's basically what I've been doing. Just catch up on Luke Cage, catch up on some comics. Um, and playing the mobile video game called Implosion, which is a basically is almost like a like a Gundam type of thing where you just play this guy called Jake, and you've been put into a spacesuit called Nightwing, and you have to go down to this planet and you have to defeat these like the mutants and stuff like that, and it's just you know that helps me pass my half hour train journey to and from work. So yeah, so that, that's what I've been up to recently. Okay, you're yeah. turning to a proper little mobile gamer now, isn't it? You know, I'm trying to ting in it. I'm trying to ting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sorry, Alvin, what were you going to say? No, I was just saying this game was pretty fire, to be honest. Yeah? It was where you got the sword and all that. Yeah, yeah, you played it, yeah? No, I'm just looking at the trailer now. Bruv, listen, the game's all right, man. I'm not joking. They don't, you know, some of these Android games, yeah, they don't, they don't, like, you you don't hear shit about them until someone talks about them, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you, like, You'd expect to at least hear from it from IGN, but but nah. Hmm. Yeah, it's a surprise. All right, well, keep us informed, Rich, on how you're getting on with the game and stuff. Oh, um, okay, no, I can I can tell you now. I've I've, hmm. de- I've defeated the first part of the trial, hmm. <laughs> and then it goes to like, would you like to purchase the actual full game? And I was like, you know what, let's have a look. And then the, the, the actual game costs eight pounds forty nine. So, um, <laughs> and you were like, so, nope. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 yeah. So I know that we said that I've been swearing a bit too much, but I think this has garnered. That came up, and I went, "Fuck no!" <laughs> like, so yeah. So um, yeah. But I mean, maybe I, I might get it at some point because it, it actually is a really decent game for a mobile. Like mm-hmm. when it, down to graphics, down to the gameplay, down to the sounds. It, 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 to be honest, it is it, it is worth eight pounds forty nine. I'm just being a bit of a skinflint. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, listeners, well, you heard that, so you can go and check that out on Android. Um, I'm assuming it's on iOS as well, so, yeah, go and check it out. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, guys, I wanted to talk firstly about um, the state of fandom, really, in the world as it is now. Um, You know, when the three of us were kind of getting into the, the things we were getting into, getting into comic books, you know, movies... TV shows, cartoons, video games, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there was a time where it felt like we were all just, you know, people who kind of, 
enjoyed what we did um, within a, a certain space. Uh, there wasn't really a lot of pressure or, or um, you know, kind of a need to, to, to be a certain way or to feel a certain way about the, the things that we enjoyed. We just watched it and we either enjoyed it or we didn't. Um, but we now seem to be in a world at the moment, certainly, and, and this has been the way for, you know, for quite a while now, um, where people can't seem to just either enjoy or in some cases not enjoy the, the things that they're watching, reading and consuming. Um, and, the, you know, the consumer obviously has a right to, to give their opinion, especially if they've spent some money on, on something. Um, but we seem to have crossed over now into a place where opinions are, are weapons and people want to kind of hurt each other in, in other ways because they don't like the same thing that they like or because they liked something that they don't like. And it's just become like a, a really, really messed up kind of situation. Today I, I read online um, a little bit about uh, Ahmed Best. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Ahmed Best is, he's an actor uh, who is most famous probably for portraying Jar Jar Binks in the Star Wars prequels movies. So that would be Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace, um, Episode Two, Attack of the Clones, and so on. Um, he shared a very personal story on, on social media about his kind of journey with that character and what he experienced after the movie came out and how people responded to that character. Um, now, those of you that are Star Wars fans that are listening to this will know that most people don't really have a lot of time for Jar Jar Binks. Um, I personally never had a massive issue with the the character. Um, I thought it was a bit goofy and silly and it, and it kind of took me out of the movie a bit, but that was about as far as it, it kind of went in, in terms of the character. But he received a lot of abuse for for this and on um social media today he he shared a picture of himself with his son um at a point where he had actually contemplated ending his life and and committing suicide because of the amount of criticism he'd got for his portrayal of of this character and because of the role and this is obviously not going to be anything new to anybody who's listened to this because you know, within certain fandoms, as said, for the last couple of years, we've had these kind of outrageous things happening where people are, are being abused for, you know, daring to make a movie or doing something with, with a, a specific character. And, you know, I wanted to talk to you two guys about it because it, it's something that really bothers me. I, I, I don't understand the, the mindset of somebody who would go as far as to abuse someone just because of the character they played. I mean, we re we recently heard about uh, Kelly Marie Tran who um, left Instagram because people kept trolling every photo that she posted um, because of her performance as, as Rose Tico in, in Star Wars The Last Jedi. Um, you know, I just don't understand why people feel the need to do this. And I know, you know, I, I don't want this to be a big political rant. I know we live in a world right now that is divided. I'm not, you know, I'm not stupid. Um, and I can see that, you know, everybody kind of feels um, emboldened to, to say whatever it is that is festering deep inside of them. Um, 
and you know the the old adage if you can't say nothing nice don't say anything it seems to have gone out the window and people just seem to feel they're entitled to say whatever the hell they feel like regardless of, of how it impacts on other people but um yeah i mean guys have you ever like had any experiences on, on social media because you're both avid social media users have you ever personally had any experiences or run-ins with with people who do anything you know like that um and i mean this is a question that none of us are going to be able to answer i suspect but why do people do this you know what why do they feel the need to to push people so far that you know people run for the hills when when um you know when when certain people are getting angry or or upset and, and things like that um you know what help me figure this thing out guys is basically what i'm trying to say because i don't understand so um alf I, I know you're a regular twitter user like me um we've both seen some shit go down on on twitter um what is is it the twitter platform that that encourages people to do this or do people just feel like they're uh, said that they are emboldened now and every little you know ridiculous fucking thing they want to come out with has to be heard um what's been kind of your take on it uh my take on it is that people don't see people as people they just see them like as as that profile picture and they don't actually see it as a person uh so when someone's kind of I don't know whether they're annoyed by something or they feel entitled or they feel that their voice hasn't been heard and it should be or that, you know, there's, there's something that that's important to them that they, they feel strongly about um, or whatever it may be, for whatever reason, uh, they just they, they just decide to go at people and treat others like, like they aren't people. In other words, they, they, you know, the old classic model, treat others how you like to be treated. That goes out the window on Twitter for some reason. It, it's like, I don't know whether it's the 140 characters thing that used to be Twitter, um, which is which is why things got so messed up. But we've got, we've got twice that, the amount of characters now. So I don't know, people should be able to pretty much express themselves nicely to each other, um, or at least halfway so. But I, I don't know. I think people are very... Uh, kind of dug into their camps and so everyone goes at one another um because they they don't think anything about about what they're saying i mean like you said we've seen loads of situations like people have like you know killed themselves over things that have been said over twitter and mm. those people's problems are their own personal problems and whatnot but shit can go over the edge you know what i mean especially if like because we don't know what the other person what's going on with the other person so it's never i don't think it's ever a good idea to have a discussion with someone online, that's cool. But to kind of go at someone and like hound them and stuff like that. I mean actually hound them like mm. constant with constant like messages and saying negative things about them and saying you should die and all this kind of business. Constant stuff like that is is to me that's that's not. Mm. Yeah, it's just this as I said, we've reached a point where there's no debate anymore. Everything is has to be an argument. Um you know, and I, I, someone who loves the debate side of things, um, I want to do a quick shout out to um, a guy that I chat to regularly on Twitter um, called Kale, who is a big movie fan. And um, he and I have had like long conversations for ages. Um, and he's a, he's like one of, 
the few people that I meet, I mean, no, to be fair, like a, a lot of the people I, I meet on Twitter are actually kind of cool. Um, the, you know, the, the number of people that we're talking about here, listeners, is, is not necessarily that big in comparison to the grand scheme of things. Um, but Kale is one of like the nicest dudes I've, I've ever met. Like the, the guy is so chill. And he and I have had long debates where we've disagreed about films, but we've always kind of respected each other's dignity and and opinions you know and he will walk away and say you know what maybe i'll give it another look because you've made some good points and i'll say the same thing to him you know i'll say maybe there were some things I, I i overlooked or some things that i didn't really you know pay much attention to in this movie thanks man like you know i'll, I'll go back and watch it again and i'll let you know what i think and then usually we do um and I just wonder, like, you know, what has, has happened to that kind of ability? Like, people don't seem to be able to have conversations anymore. It just escalates and escalates. You know, I'm thinking of the fucking um, Anchorman meme right now. Like, you know, that escalated quickly, like, because that's all that ever seems to happen on social media. Things just seem to rocket through the roof, you know? Um, and I understand that people can feel strongly about, you know, specific comic book characters or TV characters because you love them and we love them too. You know, that's why we have this podcast because we love talking about these kind of things. Um, and we love talking about them with you and we want to hear your opinions too. But, you know, surely we, we're all, we're all at a level of, of kind of, you know, social understanding and, and upbringing that says we can have a conversation with somebody and not necessarily agree with them, but respectfully agree to disagree and leave it at that, you know, if it's that divisive. I don't understand this thing where people feel they have to kind of escalate, escalate, escalate all the time. And, and as you said, Alvin, you know, this has consequences and this is what people don't seem to understand is that these things do have consequences. Um, Rich, I know you you're, have some really strong views about, you know, the, the kind of effects that social media can have on people. Um, and I know you yourself have, have seen things go down um, that have really driven people to, to, to dark places and, and driven them to do things like take their own life. Um, how do you feel about this? I mean, in particular with like Star Wars as well, because, uh, you know, uh, Star Wars fandom at the moment, is just a mess, but yeah. How do how do you feel about that as well, man? Oh, well, I mean, obviously it sucks. I mean, I mean, I'll crack a little joke about it because it, it is, this conversation is kind of dark, but it's like, you've just <laughs> got these people who, like, I mean, well, you basically got a certain type of mentality for these people who just want power unlimited power just like emperor palpatine <laughs> and it's just like one of those things where something like twitter we, we, i mean like there's all different types of social media but we'll, let's just use twitter because it's the most was well, it's, it's, it's the most prolific one um you've just got these people that normally wouldn't have been able to to express or to voice an opinion and then like you said like you didn't and then they, all of a sudden they become keyboard warriors um and it's weird because I look at half these people that like do do the whole trolling thing on, on, on social media. I'm thinking to myself, well, it's the same thing that they say about bullies. Like people that bully are people that, or the majority of the time, are the people that have experienced some form of bullying themselves. So I look at these people who are going crazy on social media and, you know, and having a go at this person and having a go at that person and clearly just looking at them as maybe the character that they portray 
or just looking at them and just trying to break down them as a person because of the way how they portrayed a character that they may that they may love or something that they may have drawn or something that they may have written and feeling that it's not for them um it's just it's literally just a vicious cycle and and i and i sometimes try to sit down and think it's like is, is it a particular generation because because i'm not really on twitter i've seen things go down on twitter but i'm not a twitter follower and um and and it's weird because some of the things that i have seen going down on twitter it's number one it's messed up and number two that person or the people that i've seen it happen to they're in particular fields of work so it doesn't get as much exposure so it's one of those things where it's like you've it's been fueled from all different angles and but it does it just doesn't seem to be helping itself and and that's and that's a sad thing. Like like I said, it's it's just that that's that's the thing that upsets me and scares me at the same time, because you have that you have this ability to 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 give an opinion and and to to give this voice. And in the majority of geek fandom, the things that we seem to be hearing are very well, especially recently, when 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 large groups of people um aren't happy with something, even if they may not be the majority of people. Uh, even if they may not be a bigger majority to the people that do like something, all we seem to hear is negativity. That's something that I think that we really need to like, like maybe sit down and just and just reevaluate, like um, or like because it, it just doesn't make sense. Mm. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. How can three people in a room be louder than ten people than the ten people in there? You, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and yeah, and and it it just sucks. It it, it generally sucks. Um, but then it's one of those things because it's just like everybody it, it, it's weird because i don't want to sound like that that old person from a particular generation but i genuinely do believe that we're be, we're being given too many options as to what we're allowed to like and what we're allowed to say that we don't like and that's fair that's that's cool that's perfect everybody should be allowed to have their own opinion but then what happens is that you know like you know if you break it down like human beings we're, we're tribalists in in, in nature so don't get me wrong, you have certain people that may believe in a particular thing, but then at some point we will all splinter off into a particular group to, you know, you know, to what we have, you know, to where we have like um, a particular, a particular common understanding and be like, okay, cool, you like this, let's go over here. Or oh, this person likes this, they can come with us. And then you'll look for some, somebody who might think differently to you. And then, so it's one of those things where it's like, Twitter's just given too many options for people to just bloody just go at each other mm. and and not even try and just try and curb it mm. it's it's weird it's weird because the reason why I, if it sounds like i'm going around in a circle is because i think everybody everybody on this earth right now is is in one way form or another like guilty if they're using like some um, any form of social media of at some point being that bully mm. but they may not know it and like, and it's one of those things. Like I said, I don't want to get too deep because you know, once again, it's like I'm entitled to opinion, but I don't want to, I don't want to kickstart anything off. But then there's places that I've been to, and and you know, and and in certain groups have said, oh, you know, th this is this is a this is a safe haven for you know for X Y Z, and I would go to that X Y Z, and I'd be like, you know, what, this is actually amazing what you're doing. Like it's actually it's a beautiful thing because I know you may not have had a voice at some at some point, but then. As much as you say it's a safe haven, that safe haven might not necessarily extend 100% out to myself. Now, mm. I will see that, but that person who's created that safe haven might not see that 
because they're you know they're in their own little in own little world which is which is fair enough that it is what it is i'm sure that i have my own little world that some people might not be able to feel 100 that they can come in and, and just chill and just hang out but it's just one of those things where it's like everybody is scared is either scared to offend or at the same time it's just like you know what i'm going to go the complete opposite and you know two middle fingers up and i'm going to offend everybody so yeah, it's 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 just crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's one of the things like uh, we're having a discussion about it on you know between the three of us, but it but there's no there's no answer to it. Mm. There's ways that you can there's ways in which we can curb it, but I guarantee you now you you start putting those blockers into how to curb social media, there, there's going to be riots, like literal riots. Mm. So yeah, yeah, it's it's just it's a mess, man. It, it really is a mess. I mean, you know, we, as you know, listeners, we have very strong opinions about the the things that we like and don't like. And, you know, we assume that the reason that you listen to us is because either you agree with those opinions and, you know, you enjoy us talking about it, or you may not agree with it and be screaming, you know, at your phone right now listening to this, which is fine. You know, you're, you're not, there's no reason why you, you have to agree with everything we say. Um, you know, taking my own example, I'm quite happy to, to to tell anybody who's listening that I can't stand the Transformers movies, um, you know, and I've never made any secret about that while we've been recording this. I, I don't like them and I've given my reasons why. Um, but I understand that there are many people out there who do like them. And I've never been inclined to go on to any social media platform, be that Twitter, Instagram or anywhere else, and start trolling people because they like it and I don't. So therefore they must be some kind of idiot. Like, no, you know, that's that's not how life works. Just because somebody has a, a, a differing opinion to you on something, um, you know, that doesn't give you the the right to to go and abuse that person. Now, obviously, there are uh, you know, there are guidelines, so to speak, I guess, in terms of how we go about expressing the, those opinions and um, particularly if your opinion is is something that you know is going to be offensive to people, then you know maybe you should probably think about whether it's wise to actually go down that road in the first place. But nonetheless, you know, as I said, it we all encourage free speech here, and we believe in free speech. But free speech isn't free to quote <laughs> Team America, World Police. I can't believe I'm doing that here, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it, th there is a price to pay for that. Um, as said, there are consequences to the things that you do. And if you aren't prepared to deal with the consequences of the things that you do, don't do it. It's, it's that simple. Um, I mean, we have, I've, I've kind of gone into a rabbit hole here, so we'll, we'll wrap this, this thing up. But I mean, in terms of, you know, the guys, the, the sort of the future of, of, I'm thinking of two fandoms in particular that, that seem to be particularly toxic at the moment, which is Star Wars and DC movies. Um, there, there doesn't seem to be any kind of light at the end of the tunnel with, with either of those, really, which is kind of depressing for, you know, all the rest of us who just want more content from Star Wars and, and DC. And, you know, do you, do you see any way in which these things change? I mean, Rich, I know you were, you were talking about kind of, you know, possibly curbing the social media but is <laughs> give give the listeners some hope man <laughs> give them some hope for the future that's what i'm asking you all um <clears throat> hold on so, so what's the what's the, what's the, hold on, what's the question do you see any kind <clears throat> of way out of this scenario really where we're at at the moment particularly as said with star wars and with dc where there's just these kind of wars going on 
um, amongst their fan base and, and with other people? Um, no, I actually don't. I think, well, I think maybe one thing that could happen is that um, don't, wow, I'm, don't listen to the fans. Mm. But then at the same time, you need to listen to the fans somewhat. Um, I mean, I mean, if, if I mean, if you think about it, really, this whole st- like, like I said, we're going to use Star Wars as just as like as like the poster, yeah, like as, as the poster boy for like for Twitter shit <laughs> or Twitter beef, <laughs> world star hip hop beef, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So if you think about it, like George Lucas got flack from his nineteen seventy seven Star Wars, and that's the reason why he ended up putting like Lando Carizian in 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 in, in the Empire Strikes Back. So. It, this isn't this isn't anything new. It's just now it's just a lot more common, and you can see it whenever you want to see it. Um, which is one of the things that Ahmed said about Ahmed Best, and he was like, "Wow, like Ahmed Best, like this that must have really pushed him." And think about it, this was before the days of social media. Mm. So, I mean, so to a certain degree, I think that might. I wouldn't say that it's worse, but there's something even scarier about back then. Because you're now you're getting letters. To me, a letter seems a lot more what's it called? <laughs> <laughs> it seems a lot, seems a lot more personal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you have to have sat down and thought about your shit, then got a pen yeah, yeah. and a bit of paper, written down your death threat, and then posted it. Researched where their address was in the phone book, and yeah, then yeah, went yeah. out and posted it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like you know, you go to Twitter and it's like, yeah, man, I hope you die. You, you know, you ruined the Star Wars franchise. You just be like, you know, what? you can be even that smart person on Twitter and be like, you know what? Or to my, all my fans, retweet. This is this person's profile, and you know that motherfucker's gonna get shut down. But then, like you said, you know, you, you re- forget the whole thing of like getting a letter and and finding out where to live. They know where you live, and it, mm. and for, God forbid you got that letter, and it's one of those ones where they they cut out the letters from a newspaper, so they can't even trace the <laughs> yeah, handwriting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know the stuff we've seen. So so I mean, this this isn't anything new. It's just that we've I don't think we've ever seen it to at this height before literally because of social media but then maybe it's a thing of like i said like you know studios will have to, will have to stop listening to a certain degree to you know to the to these people because if you think about it really you've got like whole groups of people you know making noise about a particular thing that might happen that might happen in a film if you st- if you stop listening or if you don't respond th- those people will shut up after a while that that's the thing um but like I said, I mean that's that's easier said than done. But the, the but the sad thing is is obviously people who now are in the public eye who will have their own social media and when they get attacked personally, um, I mean how how does that get policed? How 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 does that get dealt with? It, it's there, there's no there's no there's no answer to give. Like I know you'd like me to be able to shine like a little bit of light in 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 this dark cave um, on Dagobah, but 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 is is I just don't think it can be pulled off aside from curbing social media yeah true um alv any thoughts uh yeah i mean with the whole star wars thing it's weird because uh, like rich was saying earlier about three people in the room somehow have the loudest voice i think they don't actually have the loudest voice i think what's happening is that they're being signal boosted because mm. the certain media outlets <clears throat> like putting the negativity out there about what they're doing because it will get clicks. Mm. They don't, I don't think they actually care really, or they pretend to care about what's being said. But really, it's all for the clicks. So when there's outrage regarding anything, they'll write something about it. 
for the clicks. So it mm. seemed like X group of people um, have a loud voice when when they actually might not. Uh, on the flip side of that, I also do think there's people who do want to be pandered to mm. regards to certain things. Me personally, I'd rather do just make the movies the way that they want to do them. Be mindful of certain things, you know what I mean, in regards to casting and whatnot and blah, blah. But don't place such a heavy focus on it. Um, I think, like, for people like Kelly Marie Tran, um, it's probably best to get someone else to do your social media the same way how, like, Jackie Chan and bloody Tom Cruise do it, you know what I mean? They ain't posting their shit. Someone else is posting their shit for them. If someone else is posting your shit for you, you, you don't have to see the negativity. Mm. You know what I mean? You don't have to be anywhere near it. But um, but I, I don't know, man. It's kind of fucked. All, all, I, all I want is for, like, the fan bases are broken, you know what I mean? Especially now because of the whole culture war, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I, don't, I honestly don't think there's a way back. Uh, I think I spoke to someone at Star Wars Celebration about this last year. Um, but there's not... <sighs> Companies want to be the good guy so badly yeah. that they will echo certain things without realizing that they don't actually have to echo them. No one's expecting them to. Only certain people are, but that's even a small group of people, but they're quite powerful and influential. So therefore they do kind of pander to those people, but it uh, is fucked at the moment. And I, I, I honestly don't think there's any way back. Um, fan bases are clearly se- like separated into kind of like different parts you, you've kind of got the people who are like us who just want the shit to be good. And then you've got other people who want to be pandered to. And then you've got other people who, who seem to hate everything. And then people who are a bit of a mixture of all of that. And uh, and yeah, there's no way back. I mean, maybe, I don't know, call me crazy or something. But when someone's a fan of like a sports team, they know the history of that sports team in it. You know what I mean? And they know the current state of the sports team. Um, when it comes to kind of anything geek related, uh, apparently now, like having knowledge of canon is gatekeeping because you're, well, saying there's a barrier of entry, but the the kind of should be to a degree as you continue down that path of being a fan, you should learn as much as you can, as you humanly can. Not you don't have to learn ridiculous amounts of canon, but I think you should because it's like otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, all right, listeners, we're, we're going to move on from this topic because it's kind of heavy and, yeah, we're, we're just not really getting anywhere. But one thing I will say before we move on is I think that, you know, amongst all of the, the, the crap and the garbage, I, I told you about um, Kale, who I talk to on Twitter regularly, and, and big shout-out again to you, Kale. Um, you know, the three of us came together at different points in our lives and we came we came together as friends um doing this podcast because of our shared love for geekdom i guess and and pop culture and and movies and comic books and gaming and all of those things and i still believe that there are loads of people out there who who can connect with each other and connect with each other in positive ways through things like star wars things like dc movies and and comics and 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 all of that so hold on to that because there are people out there who you know are genuinely good people um balanced people who don't have this kind of psychopathic tendency to want to flip off at at everything 
And a lot of those people who do that have other problems in their lives anyway, is, is my conclusion. So until they deal with whatever is bothering them outside of their life, then they're going to carry on using Star Wars or whatever it is as their vehicle for venting at, at the world. But you don't have to involve yourself with that. You can tune out of that. Um, and as I said, look out there because there's people out there on social media who are really good peeps. Um, so, you know, be nice to each other, man. Mm. I, I actually thought that you, I mean, you said that we got together at different points in our lives, you know, to put the podcast together. Wow. I didn't know that was the reason why I thought we got together to form Captain Planet. <laughs> I was in it for a completely different, a completely different ball game, lads. I'm sorry, I might not be here next week if that's not the game plan. I'm sorry, just let you know. Well, yeah, no, nobody gave me the memo because I'm still waiting for my ring, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, let's move on. Let's move on. So, um, while we've been off the air and and not recording, there we also had uh, the E3 festival t- uh, take place and and kick off and. We got loads of kind of game trailers and, and gameplay snippets. Um, I was only able to check out a few of them because I, I wasn't really around at the time. Um, Alvin, I know you kind of were keeping one eye on sort of the Microsoft One um, presentation and, and what they did. Um, could you summarize in a, a few words what you thought of it and you know what, what kind of things we should be looking out for on the Microsoft end? Uh, yeah, pretty much. You, you know, being like being totally honest, like the show they put together was good, like the production values of it and all that. Uh, like they did show some exclusives that were coming. Like, for me, the first thing they announced was like uh, Halo Infinite, which at the beginning of the trailer I was going, Yo, is this Tomb Raider? Because it looked like Tomb Raider. And then I saw the inside of a pelican, which is the dropship from Halo. And I was like, Nah, this is fucking Halo. And then, like, they're just showing more snippets. And then they showed, like, the Marines and that. And I was like, yo, this is Halo. And then you see Master Chief's helmet. He's holding his helmet. And then, look, the Halo music kicks in, man. And you see that warthog, like, whip across the landscape of, uh, Del- I think it's a Delta Halo ring. And I was just like, I can't believe Halo's coming back. And I just hope they're going to, like, bring it back to basics. It's called Halo Infinite. And my theory is that they're going to try and do something crazy, like have an entire halo ring for you to explore that's what i think because when i think of infinite like a circle at a halo ring it's it's like infinite because you can just keep going around it so halo infinite that's why i think it's called that <laughs> unless my ideas are too big um gears 5 they showed as well uh cyberpunk 2075 but that's not an exclusive um but it, they just did the trailer at like the end of their uh, thing in that and there are a few other things as well which look cool also. Um, but the best thing that happened uh, was when it was announced that they purchased uh, five studios. They created one studio actually and purchased four um, to create first party content for, for like now and the future. And this is something that Xbox has needed for a while because what's, what's, what kept on happening is that they would say announce something like scale bound and then partway through production it would get cancelled. Fable Legends, partway through production, cancelled. Lionhead Studios, who are making Fable Legends, they closed it down. You know what I mean? And all this. So we've been dying for like first party titles. And they're coming a bit late, but at least have made kind of like that, that kind of business decision to kind of secure shit for the future so we can get kind of more quality good exclusives as well. 
So like even Ninja Theory, who did uh, Hellblade, said you would sacrifice. Um, they're they're now producing stuff for uh, for Microsoft, and I think they're going to be like not triple A, but more like double A, like make really good looking kind of shorter games. Uh, and I reckon it could be something great great for Microsoft. So not amazing, but there is promise there. Mm. And also we had the news that they are in development of uh, a streaming platform of some sort, which should be able to come to pretty much all devices, including uh, mobile, because I, I think it'll be cloud-based. And um, also they're deep in development of making the next Xbox. So my prediction is that by Christmas 2020, it'll be on the shelves. Okay. Cool. Yeah, there's been a big push for streaming at the moment, isn't there? I mean, like, there's just a massive kind of drive behind that. They obviously, um, I mean, someone, uh, again, I was talking to on Twitter. Um, you see, you can have civilized conversations with people on Twitter. Picked. But um, I was talking to somebody who um, was tweeting about the the conference, and they said that, you know, the, the big drive is, is really behind um streaming because hardware's kind of days are, are numbered and i guess that's why we didn't get any major sort of hardware announcements because i think when we talked about the e3 last year on 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 the podcast last year it was kind of the same we, wasn't it we didn't really hear too much i mean apart from nintendo switch um we didn't really get much in terms of, of hardware from any other manufacturers um, so it seems like this streaming thing is is the way they want to go. But all I'll say to that is, listen, make my internet work in my yard, and then I'll sign up for streaming. Because <laughs> my internet ain't the one, yeah. And I've got Skype, and it's long. <laughs> so fix that up, and then you can start talking about streaming and, and streaming everything all, all the time. Anyway, Rich, um, PlayStation. We we got a, a couple of looks at some of the the titles that they have coming out from there. Um, I know you were a big fan of Spider-Man and we got some more gameplay footage um, from, from Spider-Man from there. Um, did that do anything more to keep you excited about it or were you put off by the footage or you're all in? Uh, I wasn't put off by the footage. It just didn't really give me anything new. Um, I mean, to be fair, I mean, this whole E3 experience, I was actually a bit underwhelmed. Like I was a bit disappointed, to be honest. Mm. Like not, not there was nothing there that made me just go like, oh my God, like, when's it out? Okay, cool, let me start saving money from now. There was nothing like that. Um, I mean, obviously, because Spider-Man had been announced already, so, that, you know, so a game like that doesn't count. But, uh, I mean, the, the Spider-Man, it, it was basically just more gameplay footage and just showing you who you were going to be fighting against. And it, and it ends up being that you're going to be facing against the Sinister Six. Um, but you don't know. But it didn't reveal who the six um, the six member is going to be. Who you're going to be fighting against? And then they've also, you know, I think revealed basically like they're going to be getting more costumes and stuff. But it's 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 just boring stuff uh, to be fair. Like I don't know. If, I mean, for the first time in a long time, I remember like you'd get reveals. Let's say whether it be for films or, but in this in this instance, for games, you'd get a reveal like a year in advance. And you'd be like, yes, you know, I can't wait for it. And then every time a trailer gets released, you'd be like, oh my god, like it, it, it's a year, like this year's work is is worth the wait. But I didn't feel like anything like that for Spider Man, or and like and to be honest, any other uh, quite a few of the other PlayStation Four reveals, I was just like, I, I, I don't know, it just felt like some of the games are just trying to be too different. So it, all in all, I was I was pretty much disappointed. Spider Man, I'm still gonna get it because it's Spider Man, 
And if they follow kind of like the same kind of gameplay mechanics that the Batman Arkham games have, have, have used, then you're onto a winner. You're onto, you, you know, there's, there's a no-brainer for anybody to pick up this, to pick up this game. Um, there, was Devil May, there was a Devil May 5, Devil May Cry 5 reveal, which um, was weird because I'm a big <laughs> Devil May Cry fan. Mm. But then at the same time, it still it had so many similarities to the DMC reboot, which came out a couple of years ago, which didn't make sense to me, considering that I think was it what was the name of the company that did um the um, DMC reboot, Alvin? Was it um uh, Ninja Theory? Was it Ninja uh, Theory that did that? I can't remember who did it because it wasn't exactly it was Capcom who um distributed it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make. Uh, make develop the game. Yeah, you're right. It's so I can't remember who it was. But they're, they're an English company, I think. I think I think they're based in the UK. I think they are. Yeah. yeah. But then um, it, so it just felt like with them that they were trying to be too different, but at the same time let you know that this is still the same place. I don't know. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not like, explaining myself properly. But it just felt like gaming right now is going the same way as like films. <clears throat> Oh, right, particular type, ty- particular theory. types of films. I'm right. It was the, it was the Ninja Theory, yeah. Alvin? Yeah, yeah, it was. Oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah. Um, whereas, like, you've just they're either trying to continue these franchises because that's a, a guaranteed way of making money. So you've got Devil May Cry Five, um, you've got Halo Infinite, um, you've got a couple of other games which have been made by a particular company, but it's using the same type of format. So, you know, it was still bringing that same type of game player. Um, and then you've got just remakes. There was a remake of like Resident Evil 2, which is like an amazing game on PlayStation 2. Oh, no, on PlayStation 1. And then the other ports of it onto like other machines have been okay. But why are you, you going to re- remake a whole new game onto a whole different platform. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm interested, but then like, just just do something new. So, I mean, so when, when you're asking me about games for E3 this year, I, I just wasn't really feeling it. I just wasn't, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I, I, might have, I might have missed a game that might have made me feel excited, but I doubt it very much, just because I would I would have remembered it. You know, I, try, I actually tried to lie to myself about Devil May Cry 5. When yeah. I saw the trailer, I was like, oh my God, yeah, Dante's back. Yeah, not Dante like the little punk kid from the last game. Like this is real Dante, and then they showed Dante riding a motorcycle at the end of long hair and and a long beard, and he looked like Kid Rock. And I was like, "Fuck my life!" <laughs> and, I just, and I just closed my tablet, <laughs> and then and that was it. Um, so yeah, so that's how I felt about E3. I, w- I wasn't too impressed whether it be anything for Xbox or or for PS4 or for Nintendo. So yeah, sorry. Wait, not even the Last of Us Part Two. The last, the Last of Us Part Two. I mean. It's one of those things where it's like, like I said, I'll compare video game industry to, um, to what's it called, to like the film industry now. So The Last of Us Part Two and anything by Naughty Dog doesn't count because as far as as far as I'm as, as I'm concerned, they're like the Steven Spielberg of games. So no matter what they give you, it's going to be awesome. So I don't ever talk bad about the God. Yeah. So 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 that doesn't matter. So Last of Us Part Two, that was awesome, just because they they know how they know how to do it well. But everything else just felt stale. Mm, fair enough. There you go. Like we said, straightforward opinions from Wulong Talks. That's what we do. Um, for me, I was quite happy with the Last of Us 2 trailer that we saw um, and the gameplay footage because it made me tense watching it. And like, 
when I first played the original Last of Us, I just had like damp patches under my armpits the whole time. I had to sit with a a can of bloody links on the table when I was playing it because I used to sweat hard because that game used to just stress me out, but in a good way. Um, And yeah, I liked what I saw. I I thought it looked stunning, really, um, in terms of, you know, the visuals and what they've done with it. Um, Gameplay-wise, yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see what um, the game itself plays like when, when people get to play it. But I was really happy with with what I saw from that. So that was a standout for me. Um, what else did I like? Uh, Spidey, yeah, I kind of felt like I already knew what I was going to get with that, um, thanks to the, the, the trailer that we got previously. So um, still on board with Spidey, looking forward to it. Um, what else was there that I liked? Um, from the Nintendo side of things, uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, because I love a bit of Super Smash Brothers. So, yeah, I'm down with that. And um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey actually looks really good. Oh, um, really? No. Yeah. No, it looks. I think it looks good, man. <laughs> I, I really do. <laughs> Literally, for me, it goes up to Black Flag. And even then, I was kind of like pissed off with it. And I'm just done because I'm just like, fuck, you know, like, just fuck off, Ubisoft. <laughs> yeah no i thought it was all right mate to be honest I, I was like okay it looks different different kind of setting and, and stuff you know um obviously yeah i mean we, we've got to consider how the game plays because again none of us here have played it so we we don't know what, what it plays like and yes i would agree with you to an extent in that i think they're in danger of going down the call of duty road um in a sense that it's just the same okay. shit every year with, with a lick of paint on it um, and they're trying to tell you it's, it's something different. But, yeah, for some reason, I, I I don't know. I just got a good vibe about this one. So, But we'll see. We'll see. You know, there's still time. So we'll shall see. Um, and, yeah, I think that was about it, really. Uh, oh, yeah. And, of course, we got another trailer for Death Stranding. And all of us kind of scratched our heads again. And was like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? Um, because, I mean, I don't know what the hell is going on. Do you know, Alvin? <laughs> yeah, I think I do. I think I've guessed it. Like, the first time I saw the trailer, I was just like, what? <laughs> it looked great, but fucking what? Um, but I think the second time I saw it, I kind of listened more. Uh, and as far as I know, from what I can tell, Norman Reedus' character makes deliveries from A to B. Mm-hmm. And I think pretty much you're going to have to traverse the landscape um and avoid things and you know cross rivers and shit like that to get from a to b and while you're doing that there'll be probably bits of story like dotted about um i heard an interesting theory about the baby okay. i heard that the baby is a respawn mechanic so right. when you come across like rain uh-huh. it ages it ages your character so if you're in the rain for too long, like the baby will be like kind of like another life because it will continue where kind of you left off because it will it'll get older in the rain mm. or some shit like that. So uh, if that's the theory, that's fucking a wild theory. But if that is it, then then that's insane. But yeah, uh, you're making deliveries to some weird ghosts and shit. I don't know how those ghosts like got there and all that, but fucking you can either take them head on or you can decide not to. Because uh, I saw an interview with Kojima where he was saying you don't actually have to fight these like phantoms that appear and that you can actually can. There's other ways of like avoiding them and getting around them. So the game's got choice, man. You know what I mean? And also you've got fucking Bionic Woman in there. Apparently Kojima was a massive fan of Bionic Woman back in the day. 
So I decided to freaking get Lindsay Wagner. That's her name, isn't it? Lindsay Wagner. Yeah. Decided to get yeah, Lindsay Wagner. Um, and yeah, no, I'm interested. Yeah, I'm interested to buy like a PS4 because I do need to play fucking God of War because that game is fucking sick. And I know it's come out since like April. Um, and I also do want to play Spider-Man as well. And I think I'm going to have to play Death Stranding. So I don't know, at some point towards the end of the year, you might see me with a PS4, man. <clears throat> oh, wow. The the advocate of the master race is going to get a PS4. <laughs> well, when you make sure you hold it. And of all games, is Death Stranding. I'm just like, <laughs> damn, like, bruv. What's fucking going on? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's an enigma. It's isn't almost it? like and having to kind like, of no. Yeah, it's a fucking weird thing. You just want to, you need to see it for yourself. Like, mm. I don't know. Like, it would have been cool to I... see Gary Coleman, but you know, it's not around anymore, is it? It's mm. like that. That's what it kind of like. I, I don't know. Like De- Death Stranding. I don't know. Like it's weird. Like I'm excited because I know Hideo Kojima is good at what he does, but then. I don't know. It's, I'm just scared that basically, like he, he's always someone who's looking to try and give the best possible story ever. And the majority of the time he's been able to do that. And when he hasn't been able to do that, it's usually him bumping heads with Konami. So everyone knows that story about him and Konami and how he had to continue making Metal Gear Solid because they kept pressuring him and, and, and so forth. But um, it's just, once again, it's one of those things where it's just like you've you've had this game I mean, when 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 was it first announced? Was it over? It was what two years ago now? Yeah, yeah, two years ago. And like, and to in my opinion and in my experience, the majority of games like when it starts hitting over like a two year period of of, of people releasing anything for this game, the games never really end up fulfilling the destiny because time has just passed. You look at like Final Fantasy. I think it was Final Fantasy fifteen. That game got overhauled completely mm. by the time it came out. There was another game on 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 PlayStation called um, uh, oh Remember God. Me. Oh no. Uh, yeah, but but what's that? What that spaceship game? What, was yeah, like no the spaceship game that you just spoke? Yeah, no one's got. Look at that. And all this shit. I remember yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm jealous. And the game comes out, and it just loads of rocks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every planet was just like rocks and shit, and that was it, man. And it, and it's like you know, it's like and like with the Death Stranding game is you know the first the first trailer you had obviously Norman Reedus, and then you had Gomel del Toro, and then Mads Mikkelsen. And then, I mean, obviously all trailers are different, but then now he just announced that Lindsay, Lindsay Wagner's in it, Leia Sadu's in it, and it's just like, well, okay, cool, that's fair enough, but then why are you putting... I don't know, it, it just feels weird. It just feels weird and it feels different to what Kojima usually does. He's usually really good at getting or creating characters of his own that you, that you feel affinity for. Um, but then, like I said, uh, but now he's got all of these actors and these actresses in it. But like I said, you know, the, the whole computer game industry, it's there's a, it's a thin line between watching a film and playing a computer game now. So, you know, now they've got all of these people in it. Maybe that maybe that generally is is the way forward. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time that you know actors and actresses have been or actors have been used in in computer games. But it's it's just one of those things where it's two years on and I don't know anything of what's happening. And I'm not even sure if I can even feed into the whole thing of like, oh, okay, I'm going to buy this game when it comes out, unless they show me something completely different. Because w- when does it come out? Next year? There's no release date. Yeah, there is no release, release date. date yeah. no. There's no release no. Come on. Come on, man. <laughs> this, game, this game has to be that good that if my boy is saying, oh, daddy, I'm hungry, like, I'll be like, okay, just give me five minutes. And then when I look at the clock, the five hours are passed. <laughs> it has to be that good, <laughs> you know. Uh, two years and no release date. Yeah, it, be, it better be that good. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. 
Fair enough. All right, let's move on from that, man. Because um, E3, yeah, as you can hear, I mean, it, it wasn't amazing from us for for us. Um, but you know, there was there was enough there, I think, to kind of take away and whet your appetite. So, whatever you're into, listeners, you should find something um, from E3 that that hopefully will, will float your boat. Right, let's uh, have a little bit of fun, shall we? Because this has been kind of a heavy episode. So, um, as you know, listeners, at the time of recording, the the FIFA World Cup is in full swing. And if you were watching the England game yesterday, I'm sure you were shitting bricks like the rest of us were as the penalties were were going on. Um, But it got me thinking, what kind of team would you put together to put out to play in the World Cup and to win it? And... I started thinking because I'm a geek like that about movie characters and, and characters from popular culture and what positions I would play them in and why and things like that. So I thought, you know what, let's do it. Let's build a team that we think could beat Brazil, Uruguay, France, England, beat everybody and win the world cup and sod it. Let's get a manager as well while we're at it and somebody to manage a team. So what we're going to do is we're going to try and build a team of 11 players based on movie characters, on TV characters, uh, comic book characters, video game characters, um, and try and put together a, a side that we think will win. So, boys, um, we're going to try and fill each position. Now, I don't know what formation we should go for, really. Um, I was thinking maybe the bog standard 442 is because yeah, we're British. And that's, what, <laughs> that's what British people do. So, yeah, we might as well go with 442 um, and stick with that. Um, but first off, for a manager, um, I would nominate Hannibal. Hannibal Smith from Ooh. 80. Oh, wicked. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's always the man with the plan and you need somebody who's going to have multiple tactics and different ways of, of kind of viewing um, the, the opposition and the game and to come up with with counter plans for the other plans. And, and Hannibal loves it when a plan comes together. So, like, <laughs> what, what could you want from a coach? So, um, yeah, you guys are good with Hannibal's coach, yeah? Yeah, yeah I'm good with that. Good one. Cool. <clears throat> All right, let's get into the positions then. So we need a goalkeeper. Um, now, honestly, I've not got a clue. I do. We're gonna as a goalkeeper. Oh, right, cool. Um, okay, okay, you go. Yeah, you go sure and then I'll go. Reed Richards. Ooh, good Ooh. shout. Good shout. Now, I should have said this beforehand, but let's try and avoid, obviously, people like Superman or Thanos or anything like that, because obviously <laughs> that's just, <laughs> there's not going to be a game of football if you're including people like that. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Reed Richards is a good shout. I mean, well, the reasons are obvious, aren't they? But I'll go ahead and, and state the case. Well, he's fucking stretchy, in it? And he can turn his body big. <laughs> That's it, man. He's a good goalie. He can probably save any fucking penalty. Mm, mm. <laughs> um, Rich, how about you? Who do you suggest for goalie? Do, or did you have anyone different? Oh, yeah, I had someone different. I was going to say Ant-Man. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Why? Because he can get big and just sit in goal, bro. <laughs> 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 just be a big old thing who's just sitting yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ma- maximum maximum power minimum effort <laughs> yeah that's good that's that's good they're both good choices um hmm. i think I, i'm inclined to go with reed though um just purely because i 
think Reed's extra agility might be handy, um, especially when you're coming up against them Brazilians who love their curlers into the top corner. And all of that. You need somebody who can stretch really quickly. Um, mm. And the only thing with Ant-Man is his, his movement is a little bit restricted when he starts to grow um, yeah. his size and things like that. So there, there's the possibility that if somebody hits the ball accurately enough and fast enough, then he might get beat. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think we we'll settle on Ree Richards as our goalkeeper. All right, so we've got to come up with our four defenders. Um, so on, let's start at left back. Um, who would you want in the left back position? Um, Rich, you can go first. John McLean. John McLean. Oh, good one. John McLean. He doesn't give up, right? And he is that guy. Like you know, sometimes you get you get players that get injured and they have to get taken off. I mean, like we've seen him, we've seen him for how many installments of Die Hard? Five. I mean, don't get me wrong, the last two were pretty nonsense, like were pretty rubbish. But we've seen him like fight against like villains in Nakatomi Plaza, barefooted and in a, in a, and in a white vest, you know, during Christmas time, jump off buildings, you know, on, with hose pipes. The, the guy's committed. I mean, like you can't say, you can't you can't say that against him. So I think put him in, in put him in defense. He'd rather die than let that ball than let that ball get past him. So yeah, I, I put I put um, John McLean up in the fence. Okay, so John McLean is our left back. Um, Alf, uh, how about somebody to to be one of the centre backs? They've got to be strong. They've got to be committed, um, and they've not got to let the the opposition out their sight. So anybody you can think of, Raphael. Raphael. Okay, Raphael from the Ninja Turtles. Um, I assume you're talking about Raphael from like the comic books and the cartoon, yeah, and not my man yeah, from yeah, the movies. Yeah. Good, yeah, yeah, no, because he's a flake. <laughs> he's a flake, mate. He'd be useless. <laughs> He'd be big for nothing, <laughs> and he's slow as well. Any speedy attacker would just run past him with ease. So yeah, we can get rid of him. So yeah, Raphael, I like that. Solid. Yeah, yeah. I don't even need to explain it. You know what he's like. Yeah. Um, okay, Richie, we need another centre back. So somebody to play alongside Raphael. Again, we're thinking people who are going to be difficult to beat, who are going to stand up to the the physical challenges, who are going to leave it all on the pitch. Um, who would you put a centre back? Oh, okay. And that's another centre back. So somebody who's strong and doesn't give up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, someone who's committed. You know, you want somebody who's going to read the opposition's plays as well before they they come to them. Um, you know, all of that kind of stuff is, is stuff to consider, really. Think think of a comic book, Rio Ferdinand, let's say. Think of a, oh, okay, Rio Ferdinand. Okay. Um, well, well, not necessarily a comic book. So yeah, I've got, okay, no, I'll, 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 I'll just choose the one. Not, not the same thing, the same um, reason why um, I've chosen John McLean. Sarah O'Connor. Ah, okay. Yeah. 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 Like, like now, now that is somebody who, like, is basically just she, like the ultimate like i said you need someone who's strong you need someone who's not gonna who's not gonna give up so you've seen her start out as like a rookie player you know she started off like a part-time player she was like you know she worked as like maybe like a secretary she's non-league she lived in a Mac. yeah yeah she was yeah yeah she's non-league, she's, non-league. You know, she was a part, <laughs> she is yeah she was non-league you know that she was a part-time baker only played football on a sundays but you know <laughs> she, she started to build herself up and then yeah then you know then all of a sudden you know she scored a couple of goals and was put into like the premiership and next thing you know, she's playing. She's playing for the country, and you know what? She's wearing that football kit. She's still wearing that baseball cap, and she's still got the shades on. You're terminated, fucker. 
That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Sarah Connor. She's definitely committed to the cause. There's no question about that. She's definitely not going to um, let anybody get past her if you instruct her not to do it. Um, and she'll intimidate the hell out of somebody like Neymar. Like, so, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> then she's perfect. Um, okay, last defender, we need a right back. So somebody to play on the right-hand side. Um, we need somebody, I guess, someone who's kind of an all-rounder. So we need somebody who can uh, attack well, but also defend well, um, and will complement the other three that we've got in, in our defence. Um, Alv, any thoughts? Knuckles. Knuckles, <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah, that's a good choice. Knuckles is quick; he's aggressive, you know, and he'd be handy if there was any um, dust ups and anybody tried to, any foolishness on the pitch. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm liking Knuckles, man. The more I hear it, cool. All right, um, let's get to our midfield then. So. Firstly, we'll start with the centre. So we want um, some people in the centre of midfield who are going to have to have two jobs, really. They're going to have to be able to defend and they're going to have to be able to create things as well. Um, one of my suggestions for centre of midfield would be Hannibal um, from the TV show Hannibal, uh, mm. Hannibal Lecter, in other words. Um, reason being that he's a great artist. You know, he's a very creative individual. But he'll also absolutely murder the opposition if they try and cross it. <laughs> so he, you've got both boxes ticked. You've got somebody there who can create things and you've got somebody who can destroy the hell out of things if they need to. And hell, like, <laughs> you know, the, the flipping after match meal will be sorted if it's left to Hannibal as well, because he'll cook up <laughs> God knows what. Um, so I like Hannibal. Any, any of you guys got any suggestions for centre mid? I think centre mid, mid is pretty much... That's that's all right, bro. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Can't knock that. Cool. Okay, so who are we going to get to play with Hannibal? Now we'll need somebody who's, I think, quite disciplined because I think Hannibal might have the the tendency to to fly off the handle if he feels insulted by one of the opposition members. So we need somebody with a cool head um, who's going to keep calm and who's going to marshal the troops, I guess, um, when they're out there on on the football field. <clears throat> so, so essentially, could this person who's going to be marshalling the troops, are they? Could they be the captain? Yeah, the for team? sure, for sure, for sure. Okay. Um, so you're, you're the captain of the team. Oh, it's difficult, man. I've yeah. got an idea. Oh, I know. Okay. I know. I know. I know. Yep. Scott Summers. Scott Summers. Uh, okay. Yeah, up. he's a good leader, man. He may be a bit of a dick, but he's a good leader. Mm. Fair enough. Um, I was thinking Captain America. See, that's what I was going. That's what I was going with. Actually, that's a bad choice. That's a bad choice. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. That is a bad choice. Because yeah. would be, you know, he is the ultimate leader. He is somebody who will never leave a man behind. Um, you know, as, as said in, on that midfield, you need somebody who's going to keep a cool head. Because as said, Hannibal, I think is going to be a bit of a hothead. So we need somebody who's going to stay calm, who's going to keep their emotions in check, um, and is going to make sure the team gets the victory that they need by hook or by crook. Um, mm. And you know, there's nobody else other than Steve Rogers who delivers that consistently um, through any other medium. So. Yeah, I mean, as much as I do like Scott Summers, I think th the problem with Scott Summers is he's got a dark side that can be triggered 
quite quite easily and he might get a red card but i think cap is the kind of person who would, who would keep a level head regardless of how heated things got so if you guys are happy with captain america i'm gonna stick him in midfield and make him our captain you good with that yeah, you yeah. can't go wrong with the greatest soldier ever created. He he knows he knows form he knows every single formation. That's it. It's done. Yeah, true, true, very true. Yeah, <coughs> cool. So we've got our captain, and he's Captain America. All right, we need some wingers now. So what I'm thinking of is we need uh, two people, one on the right and one on the left, who are going to have lots of pace, lots of trickery, and are going to befuddle the opposition and create chances for our two strikers up front. So um, thinking of, of, of people who are quick and tricksy, um, any thoughts on who can play on the left and, and the right? So um, Rich, any thoughts? Yeah. Any character that Jackie Chan has ever played before he came to the States? So we thinking, um, say Jackie Chan from Drunken Master or Snake and Eagle Shadow, things like that. You know what? You know what? You no, know to be fair, Jackie Chan from Police Story. Now, if anybody's seen Police yes, Story, yes, have you seen uh, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was hoping. Yeah, to do that. <laughs> yeah. There's a you know, the, or even well, Police Story, Police Story Two. I can't remember which one it is, but the one where he has the fight inside the the children's playground. Yes, and that's just, uh, yeah, two. Just, I like, think it is. It, it, yeah. It's two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like damn, like you have bones, but you know what? He's probably the closest thing that we have to Reed Richards in goal, anyway. <laughs> like in how mm. he moves. So, yeah, so I reckon he, he'd be he'd be perfect, you know, um, with with his skill and his speed, and and you know, using that to basically be able to create openings, mm. you know, to to pass up to the front if need be. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, I like that. That makes sense. Um, Alf, uh, a right sided midfielder slash winger uh see i was thinking like loki but that's too magic based mm. and it's a bit of a cop out so i'm gonna go with dick grayson oh yeah yeah that's a good one as well yeah yeah dick why grayson why yeah why for this i like dick grayson in it you know what i mean got <laughs> 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 heart cares about others you know he always puts in his effort and all that kind of business mm. not selfish you know what i mean he's part of the bat family in it so he knows how to work yeah. as part of a team you know mm, what i mean true, and he's easily, easily feeding other people other things and helping out here and there you know what i mean he puts mm. in more than his, his his 10 pence or whatever so so yeah dick grayson man cool yeah i like dick grayson as well i think that's a that's a good one because i think he will be um he's an acrobat so he has lots of agility so he won't have any problems getting away from you know the, the opposition defenders and the markers um and as you said he's he's quite an unselfish person which means he'll create a lot of opportunities for uh, the strikers and his other teammates as well so yeah no i'm down with that yep dick grayson you happy with dick grayson rich yeah i'm happy with it yeah i'm happy cool all right, we get to our two most important positions. These are the two people who are going to win us the games, the strikers. So I'm thinking for the strikers, we need people who are going to be ooh, strong, but also accurate players who are going to be able to worry the opposition defense, give them something to think about. Um, you know, you could maybe go with uh, the classic English um, centre forwards pairing of the big man, little man, um, and have the big strong man up top, and then the little man who who feeds off of him. Or you know, we could go with two pacey people up front who will stretch the, the opposition defence as well. Um, any thoughts on who we can trust to to score the goals for our team? Mm-hmm. 
I got one for you, man. This is going to blow your mind. You might not even remember this shit. <clears throat> I'm about to say his name. Roy of the Rovers. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Roy of the Rovers, man. Roy of the Rovers, mate. Listen, for, for any of you people listening <laughs> in America who don't know who Roy of the Rovers is, Google Roy of the Rovers. Legend in this country, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm sure he used to play as striker as well, didn't he? he yeah, yeah, striker, yeah, yeah. Wasn't he? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so he already knows what he's doing as well. Yeah, mm. listen, man, Roy the Ro- of course, Roy the Rose is going in. Yeah. So who are we um, going to partner with Roy uh, up top? Um, Richie, any ideas? Okay, yeah. I've, so I've, I've got two. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, I've got Leon, just for that mm-hmm. simple fact of like the whole thing where he's on top of the rooftop and he knows how to, you know, how he knows how to... Um, accuracy the, the shotgun yeah the accuracy oh. um and then on top of that oh no in fact i had three so you've got leon mm-hmm. uh you, then you've got like number two you've got legolas mm-hmm. and then number three and i think it actually be, it would make sense to go with number three but do you guys ever remember the um the episode of the fresh prince where he plays basketball and they keep saying to him like what do you do when you get the ball and they just say yeah pass it to will and he wins like the whole tournament for them <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. To the fresh prince. yeah yeah we just need the fresh prince like you know <laughs> uh that is funny <laughs> um i'm actually inclined to go with the fresh prince as well just because i think that'd be hilarious and i just want to see how that would work out like, yeah so yeah, I, I think I like I like the fresh people. We can keep Leon and, and Legolas on the bench. Uh, yeah. We'll have some subs as well. So we'll have um, Leon on the bench um, if you know it's things are getting tight and we need somebody to take that one shot. Um, Legolas the same. You know he he's good at that too. So yeah, we've got that. Um, yeah, let's come up with a couple of other subs as well. I was thinking um, uh, we could probably put Luke Cage on the bench. Okay. Um, he could be a, a substitute centre back. Um, he is a defender by by trade, um, <laughs> and you know he's solid and he's quite dependable as well. He's not a guy who's going to let you down. So um, I like Luke Cage on there. Um, I was thinking maybe Chitara on the bench as well, um, okay. because yeah. she's speedy and we we need somebody who's quick, and she's going to bring the pace like no, nobody else. So. Uh, we could probably have her there and plus she could probably fill in in a number of positions because she's so quick um and then another substitute maybe um to to add that on i don't know if you two can come up with uh another one that we can add on the bench um bba who bba oh bba all in it and then like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah bb8 could replace a ball at any given <laughs> moment and suddenly find himself in the opposition's goal <laughs> like and everybody's like how did that happen <laughs> yeah i like bb8 yeah we'll put bb8 on the bench okay so we'll go for our team so we've got our manager who's going to be hannibal smith from the a team uh reed richards in goal um left back we've got john mclean Centre-back, we've got Raphael and Sarah Connor. We've got Knuckles at right-back. Um, uh, left wing, we've got Jackie Chan from Police Story 2. We've got Hannibal um, Hannibal Lecter in centre midfield. Uh, Captain America as partner in the centre midfield and our captain. Uh, Dick Grayson on the right wing. And then up front, we've got Ray the Rovers and we have the Fresh Prince. I think that is a team that could beat anybody. 
<laughs> believe easily, easily, easily. We're taking the cup, mate. We're taking yeah. the cup. <laughs> Wouldn't even go to penalties. It's a no, straight, need... straight whacking in games, bro. <laughs> Wouldn't need it, mate. Wouldn't need it. As I said, my only concern is maybe Hannibal because <laughs> I think he might try to do some madness <laughs> and get himself sent off. Um, but hopefully, having Cap on the pitch will, will Cap will keep him in line. Um, so yeah, I think I think we we've got that so brazil look out man uruguay look out england look out this this team is coming for you yeah so that's the wulong talks uh 11 to win the world cup <laughs> all right man well that's gonna do it for us um we're gonna stick a p- uh, pin in this one and call it a night so yeah man boys it's been real it's been fun um alf where can people holler at you on the internet and some shit you can find me on uh twitter and instagram at big a 85 gl Cool. Um, and Rich Kid, where can people find you, dude? Uh, Instagram on Rich Reviews. Jesus Christ, it's happening again. Rich Reviews 266? <laughs> or is it just Rich Reviews? Rich Reviews. Rich Reviews on Instagram. That's me. That is me. <laughs> That's my name. Instagram. That's my name. It's me. <laughs> yeah, Rich Reviews. Um, and then obviously we've got Rulong Talks. Uh, Talks. If uh, I mean, we actually haven't done a... Um, a show since uh, we've announced our new show so we've also got the bebop rewatch uh, on an instagram account as well uh, in which we basically do uh, a review an episode by episode review of cowboy bebop uh, and we're going to be breaking down like things about the episode and what we love about it and we will have multiple um, you know guest stars for each episode as well and if you haven't watched the first one our second one should be coming if not this week then next week uh, and that's obviously me and jason and yeah so th- that's where you can find us Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, and as Rich said, make sure you go and check out the Bebop Rewatch. You'll find it um, wherever you found this podcast, um, especially if you're a Cowboy Bebop fan. Um, it's going to be awesome, and we're, we're really like hyped up for it. We've recorded two episodes already, and as Rich said, we'll get the third one out hopefully by this weekend. So, yeah, man, look out for that. Um, otherwise, just want to say quick thank yous to uh, the Britpod scene. Thank you for their support. Um, make sure you go and check them out. There's loads of podcasts over there. It's a collective that we're a part of um, and we're very proud to be a part of. And it's growing every day. And as said, if you like podcasts and especially if you like a variety of topics, your podcasts as well, then th- it's worth checking out the Britpod scene. So go and check them out. Um, and also, a big shout out to Rob Wade as well from Emotionally 14. Um, we're part of the Emotionally 14 network as well. So if you want to go and check out some some new podcasts, especially if you're into Star Wars, they've, they've got a couple of really cracking Star Wars podcasts over there. Um, and the E14 uh, Crazy Train is, is, is my favorite shit right now. So go and have a listen to that as well. All right, people, we're out of here. So we're going to say goodnight. Alvin, say goodnight. Goodnight. And Richard, say goodnight. Goodnight. And I'm out here, man. Peace. If you like what you just heard, why don't you follow us online? You can find us on Twitter at WulongTalks.com, on Facebook at WulongTalks, and on Instagram at WulongTalks. We also have our blog, which we update kind of regularly. And you can find us there at www.WulongTalks.com. If you have any ideas for topics or would like us to feature your geek-based products or business on our show, you can always get in touch with us via email at wulongtalkspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>